to the Mind Your Hormones podcast. My name's Corinne, and I'm a board-certified holistic nutritionist who went from no period from mismanaged PCOS to a regular one. Now, I'm obsessed with helping you get hormonally balanced and emotionally aligned. This podcast is all about education, empowerment, real talk, and simple strategies you could start today to find inner peace and overall well-being. I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. I'm pumped as literally always to chat with you today, especially about this topic because I recently put up a post about this on Instagram and so many of you resonated with it. I got so many DMs about it. I know that a lot of you deal with this and I want to talk to you about spotting before your period. We're going to get into why this is actually happening, what imbalance it points back to because you know there's always a root cause to it. It's not normal. It is very common, but it's not normal. So I want to talk to you about what imbalances is actually connected to and what you can actually do about it. Because you know, we're all about empowerment over here, teaching you all the things that we never learned in school and how you can really support yourself. So if you are someone that spots before your period, this could be like two days before your period, before like your full flow, or this could be a full week. I actually have a one-on-one client that when she signed on with me, she was getting spotting literally a full week before her full period. I'm like, nobody wants to freaking bleed for two weeks. That's literally insane. Thankfully, she went through the mind your hormones method. Obviously, that's always part of working with me one-on-one. And now she has no spotting before her period. Okay. So there is hope if you are someone who's like bleeding two weeks out of the month, which is freaking insane, please know that that does not have to be your norm. Okay. So whether you're spot two days before your full flow, a full week before your full flow, this is a sign of low progesterone, which I have podcast episodes that I've done a while ago about some other signs and symptoms of low progesterone and things like that. So I will link those episodes below. Those were like two of the the top downloaded podcast episodes we have. So I'll for sure link them if you haven't listened to them. But progesterone, like we always talk about, is the sex hormone that actually keeps your uterine lining intact. Okay. This is why it's needed in sufficient amounts to get and stay pregnant. Of course, it's also needed for a lot more. If you're like, Corinne, I don't want to get pregnant. We still need progesterone because it helps support your metabolism, your thyroid, your heart health, your bones, your hair, your skin, your nails, helps prevent osteoporosis and heart disease, endometrial cancer later in life. Like we need to be producing progesterone no matter what. And the way that we actually produce progesterone is by ovulating. Okay. So what happens is aside from, you know, supporting your metabolism and pregnancy, all these things, the reason why it does support the pregnancy is because again, the, the hormone progesterone holds onto that uterine lining. So if you didn't get pregnant, right? Say you're like, I'm not trying to get pregnant, or maybe you are, but you didn't get pregnant. Progesterone will actually decrease right before your period begins, which is actually what stimulates the bleed, the bleed to happen because that's where the lining will begin to shed because progesterone decreases. So now it's not holding on to that uterine lining. The uterine lining starts to shed. But if you don't have strong progesterone levels, that lining is going to shed before your full period comes, which is why you see spotting because you don't have enough progesterone to keep that uterine lining intact throughout your entire luteal phase until your period comes or 
throughout your entire luteal phase and into your pregnancy if you do get pregnant. Okay. So progesterone is extremely, extremely important for this. And this is exactly what's going on if you are experiencing spotting. So some other symptoms that can come with this spotting and from low progesterone are PMS, like hello, mood swings. Okay. Sore breasts, um, headaches or migraines, water retention, any type of PMS symptom, even like heavy periods and cramping could also come with this. These are some other symptoms that you could be experiencing with the spotting. Okay. Now, if you're like, all right, so I definitely have spotting. I definitely have some of these other uh, symptoms. Like what is actually happening? Why do I have these low progesterone levels? Well, like I mentioned earlier, we produce progesterone from ovulating. So there are three reasons why you could be having low progesterone. Number one is that you are just not ovulating, right? Which, which was me literally the majority of my life. So if you don't know my story, I didn't even get my first period until I was 15 years old. When I got it, when I was 15, I got it in January. I think it was like January 4th or something something if I'm remembering correctly, but whatever. Anyway, I remember I was at my friend Jill's house and if Jill, if you're listening to this, what's up? I remember, um, like just, I don't even, I think it was nighttime. I don't know, whatever. I was like so excited because I was the last one of my friend group to get my period. I was 15 and a half at the time. Anyway, I got my period in that January. I didn't get it again to like the end of that summer. And ever since then, which I was 15 for the for 10 years after that, I would get it like maybe three to four times a year. Then I completely lost it from ages 26 to 28, full two years without a period at all. Then I started figuring shit out. And then once I was 28, I got it regulated out all the things. Now at the time of this recording, I'm 33. Okay. Currently pregnant. Um, at the time that I'm recording this, I am like 34 and a half weeks pregnant. Okay. So that's just a little synopsis of what is going on. So I was not ovulating for the majority of my life, which is why I wasn't getting a period. And I had literally no idea that you, I wasn't getting a period, which means I wasn't ovulating. Like, I don't even think I knew what ovulating was because I just didn't know. We were never taught this stuff. So literally me for 10 years, not ovulating. Okay. So that's one reason why you might have low progesterone levels. Number two is that you're not having strong ovulation. Okay. You might be ovulating, but you might not be having strong ovulation. And what this could look like is if you're tracking your basal body temperature, maybe your temperature is increasing for those three days in a row after ovulation, but then it's dipping right down after that. Right. And that's when you could experience the spotting because you're not having those healthy progesterone levels, which could be because of number three, you're not properly supporting your luteal phase. This is extremely important to keep your progesterone levels intact. Because in our luteal phase, the 10 to 14 days before our period, your cortisol level, your resting cortisol level is naturally higher and your blood sugar is more dysregulated. And in order, and this is when progesterone is present because the luteal phase comes after ovulation. Ovulation produces progesterone. So when we're in our luteal phase, we want to make sure that we are doing everything we can to support our progesterone levels because we need those progesterone levels. Again, whether you want to get pregnant or not, this is really, really important. So doing, um, like a lot of cardio, like intense exercises, having a lot of caffeine, not slowing down in your luteal phase. Like these are things that strips your body of progesterone. And the reason why is because again, your resting cortisol level is naturally higher in your luteal phase. So we already have higher cortisol levels. And if you are doing things that are going to continuously ramp up that cortisol level, like over-exercising, like not properly managing our stress levels, like over-caffeinating, things like that, the more our body has to produce cholesterol, (laughs) not cholesterol, the more our body has to produce cortisol, the more that it's using progesterone to produce that cortisol. So the higher your cortisol levels are, the lower your progesterone levels are. It literally robs, your body robs you of progesterone to produce more cortisol. So that is, could be what's going on. 
Okay, obviously I know that you are someone right now who is really prioritizing their hormones, their cycle, their fertility, and you want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to be supporting your health overall in general, and I freaking love it. So if that is you right now, then I need you to know about one of my favorite companies called Gut Personal that I brought on as a sponsor of the show because I've personally been using their products for over a year and a half now. Yeah, probably probably about a year and a half the time that's recording. And they've completely changed my life. They're women-owned and founded. She she was actually on the podcast. Her name is Bridget. I've interviewed her before. I know her personally. You know I'm a stickler with anything that's going in my body, and especially if it's something that is going in my body daily, like supplements. Like I do not jack around with this. But the whole mission of this company is to really personalize supplements that support your gut health, which you know is the center of everything and is tightly connected to your hormones. If you have things going on with your gut, it is absolutely going to affect your cycle and your fertility 1 million percent. So Gut Personal really personalizes things for you because they have a quiz you could go on and take that was created by functional registered dietitians who've been working in gut health for literally a decade. And they go in and they ask you a question about some symptoms that you're experiencing, and then they give you a supplement protocol specifically for your gut that's going to support you. So I want to talk to you about a couple of the products that I absolutely love and use that I think could really help you. But again, the whole point of this is that you want it to be personalized for you. So going to the website, taking the quiz, that's going to personalize it for you. But one thing that all of us need is magnesium. Their Miracle Worker magnesium, I'm not even kidding when I tell you it's called Miracle Worker for a reason, especially if you are someone right now who's listening to this and you have these PMS symptoms, you have this low progesterone, it is essential for you to have magnesium. We are all deficient in it because when we're stressed out, our body strips us of magnesium. So that is the absolute number one thing everybody needs to be taking. Um, their vitamin D3 plus K2 drops are incredible. The bottle literally lasts months because one drop is a thousand I use. So I absolutely love it. They do have a capsule version, but I prefer the liquid because you can then tailor the dose specific to you and your needs. We also all need vitamin D3. It's actually a hormone in your body. So it's really, really important that we have that. So that's another really uh, important one that I love. They have prebiotics. They have probiotics. Um, they have actual uh, supplements that help heal your gut lining if you have leaky gut or if you have candida. Like it is so freaking incredible. So what I want you to do is go to gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. If you are experiencing any hormonal issues, any digestive issues, any skin issues, like this is where you need to go. Gutpersonal.com slash Corinne. Take that free quiz. Then use code Corinne at checkout. You could get a discount. If you have any questions on any of this, please let me know. You know where to find me and I'll be happy to help you out. So, of course, uh, supporting your luteal phase is what's really, really important. Even if if you are ovulating, this is always important to do. So what you can do if you're like, okay, I don't know which what's actually happening. Like the first thing that I want you to do, the absolute number one place to start is to make sure that you are ovulating because a period, an actual bleed is not a sign that you're ovulating. It is not a sign that you're ovulating. That could just be a sign that you had enough estrogen built up because estrogen builds up your uterine lining, progesterone holds on to that uterine lining, and then once progesterone decreases, it sheds the uterine lining. So just because you are bleeding does not mean that you actually ovulated, okay? It could just be that you are, you had enough estrogen that now your uterine lining is shedding, okay? So a period is not a sign of ovulation. An app telling you that you ovulated is definitely not a sign of ovulation. And LH strips, 
does not do not confirm ovulation. It's just letting you know when your luteinizing hormone is increasing, but it's not letting you know that you actually ovulated. So in order to make sure that you are actually ovulating, you have to track your basal body temperature. And I will get people reaching out to me say like, okay, but my period is regular. I have like cervical mucus present. Um, like, is this confirming ovulation. And I'm like, that's an awesome sign. Like I don't have PMS symptoms or whatever. I'm like, that's a great sign. It's a great sign that your period is coming regularly. It's a great sign that you're having cervical mucus production. It's a great sign. You don't have any PMS. You most likely are ovulating if that's what's going on. However, I 100% cannot say that yes, you are definitely ovulating just from that. We have to confirm it with data using your basal body temperature. You could of course also do it uh, with your cervical positioning, but that's a little bit more difficult. It's so much easier and it gives us so much better data when we are tracking our basal body temperature. You know, I talk about this all the freaking time. You could check out episode 123 of the podcast where I go through the whole thing. I also have a full training that teaches you how to properly track your cervical mucus, what the patterns are going to look like, how to properly track your basal body temperature, what the patterns of that will look like. I give you diagrams and like all the things. Okay. That's called your fertile window training. I'll put that in the show notes for you. If you are like, I listened to episode 123. I'm still unsure what's going on. Like I really need to go deeper on this. I will put that training for you below. And what you could do for tracking your basal body temperature, you cannot use just a regular thermometer because we need to get to the hundredth of a degree. So you have to either go on Amazon and just get a regular basal body thermometer that you could get off of Amazon, or you could use one of my favorites. Natural Cycles is a great one also. I personally love Temp Drop. That's the one that I'm definitely going to be using in my postpartum time. I'm obviously not tracking my basal body temperature right now because I don't have a cycle since I'm pregnant, so there's no point in tracking it. But once I am done being pregnant and I'm in postpartum, I'm going to be using Temp Drop, which is, it's an armband. So it goes around your arm and it tracks your temperature that way, which is really amazing for those of you who don't wake up at the same time every morning, who are postpartum, who are shift workers. Like this is why I'm going to be using in postpartum because I'm definitely not going to be having a normal sleep routine like I do right now. So that information for temp drops in the show notes too. You could use my code AFCorin at checkout to get 20% off if you wanted to check out temp drop. Again, you could also just get one on Amazon. T- totally depends on what is best for you. Okay. But, but you have to be tracking your basal vitamin temperature to confirm ovulation. So that is the absolute number one thing to do. If you are spotting, we want to make sure, okay, are you actually ovulating? If you are confirming ovulation, you're like, Corinne, I'm tracking my basal body temperature. It's, it's spiking. It's staying high for three days in a row. Like I'm doing all the things. Like I know I'm definitely ovulating. Okay. Then it's time to better support your luteal phase. This is the next step. So if you know you're ovulating, but you're still having these issues, we have to support your luteal phase. So I'm going to give you a couple tips of how to do this. Obviously, we talk about this a lot, but these are so important, which is why I talk about them all the time. Number one is cutting that caffeine in your luteal phase. Obviously, I'm a proponent of cutting it most of the time, but definitely in your luteal phase for the reasons that we just talked about, that your resting cortisol level is naturally higher and your blood sugar is more dysregulated. And caffeine jacks up both of those things even more than they already are in your luteal phase. So So instead of having caffeine in your luteal phase, I want you to opt for some herbal teas or even replacements. My clients really like um, dandy tea. I'm personally not someone that has uses any of those replacements. I just like herbal teas. I cut out caffeine. I used to be a caffeine-aholic. Is that a thing? Caffeine-aholic? Caffeine fiend? Whatever the frig it is. I used to love coffee. Okay. I had it with my like 
international delight creamer every single morning. I would have it in the afternoon. Like I loved it when I was young. And then I just really liked the taste of it. And I also just felt like I needed it. Cause I was like, Oh, I'm a teacher now. Like teachers have coffee in the morning and then they have it in the afternoon. And like, this is just what I do. Um, but I realized it was not serving me. I was getting like shaky after like it was horrible. So I just cut it cold Turkey. I did have a headache for a couple of days. Um, I don't, you don't definitely do not have to cut a cold Turkey. You could for sure wean yourself off. But at this point I did this in, I don't know what, what year was that? 2014. So it's been almost 10 years that I've literally have not had any. Um, so I don't use these replacements anymore, but a lot of my clients really like, um, dandy tea, um, which is a coffee replacement. It tastes like coffee, but it's caffeine free. It's made with herbs. You could check that out. Um, for Sigmatic is another good one and mud water. I have no affiliation with them. I don't have any codes or anything with them, but those are the ones that my clients really like. So you could check those out and have, and at least have those in your luteal phase. Okay. At least, at least, at least in your luteal phase. If you're like, I'm not ready to cut it totally, at least in the 10 to 14 days before your period. So that is number one. Number two is changing your workouts from intense cardio-based ones to slower strength training. And this could look like doing Pilates, doing yoga, doing slow weight training. Like you could still definitely use weights, but doing it like in a slow way, not like really light weights and, and high reps. You know, you want maybe want to do like heavier weights or not even that heavy, but just slower weight training and walking, right? Like this is what it could look like. But it has to look like slowing your workouts down so that your heart rate isn't super, super high for a long period of time for like over 15, 20 minutes at a time. Because again, that's going to dip into your progesterone levels because your resting cortisol rate is already high. So if you're someone you're like, but Karen, I really love jogging. I really love like running. I, I love doing cardio, stuff like that two things. First, number one is if your hormones are really out of whack, there's always a time where that needs to just, that shit needs to be put on pause until your nervous system can get under control, until your adrenals get under control, especially if you're someone who struggles with thyroid issues, like things like that. But if your hormones are pretty balanced out, like obviously it depends, I don't know you specifically, save those types of workouts for your follicular and ovulatory phase and then really back off of that in your luteal phase. You're going to notice such a big difference and you're going to feel so much better. Like these two steps of caffeine and slowing down your workouts. I can't, I don't know how much I talk about them because I talk about them all the time because that's how important it is. And it's going to make a massive difference. So really check in with yourself. Are you ovulating? If you're not ovulating, then obviously we have to make sure that you're, you are ovulating. That's like, of course, the number one thing that we need to do, which obviously following tips that I give you in the, in the, on this podcast will for sure help you. I have a free training that helps you have balanced, um, blood sugar meals. You could download that. Of course, if you want to dive deeper into this and really get ovulating, really regulate shit out, the Mind Your Hormones Method is for sure what I would recommend for you. So that's number one. And then again, if you're confirming ovulation, we really got to hone in on this luteal phase. And I know it could be a mindset shift of like, shit, I... I can't not work out hard because then I'm going to gain weight. I can't slow down because I'm going to lose progress. Like I know it's a lot of a mindset shift, but what we have to go back to is, okay, what are the symptoms that your body is currently presenting to you? This is your body's way of communicating with you. If you are spotting, if you are experiencing this PMS, these sore boobs, these cramps, these heavy periods, this low fertility, like that means your body's not getting what it needs. And that's your body's way of being like, hello, can you hear me? I'm trying to let you know that I need you to make a change. So these are things that do take some mindset work as well, which is why I always work with my clients on that. And we talk about mindset stuff on this podcast too, because it's not just what you're doing physically, but it's going to help you so, so, so much. Okay. So start with 
you know, tracking your basal body temperature. If you're not already doing that, confirming your ovulation, supporting your luteal phase, this is going to help your spotting so much. And then not only is it just going to get rid of the spotting, it's going to be healing the cause of where the spotting is coming from, which is a low progesterone, which is going to help every single other area of your life. So please let me know if this episode resonated with you. Let me know what you're experiencing. I love hearing from you. Send this to a friend. If you know that they're struggling with their cycle or with fertility, this is so important for both of that. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being here. I will talk to you on the next episode and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.